When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. What were you saying, Friday? What was that? Oh, fuck Friday. Are you kidding me? This is the worst, the worst day of the whole year as far as I'm concerned. I'm saying 2021 is, is over as far as I'm concerned. This is, I'm done with it. <sighs> fuck Friday, indeed. Hi, guys. It's Lindsay. This is the Quitters Never Give Up podcast, episode four. We ran into quite a few issues with the audio of this episode, so there are going to be multiple times where I jump in and describe segments to give you some kind of context as to what we're talking about. So in this clip, we're talking about a recent intro from a cup of tea and a chick with some tea baggers. Ugh, I'm not a scientist. Anyways, hope you guys enjoy. Well, did you notice Allie started that show off by thinking that the intro was an old one? And you don't tell that to Asperger Bean, because he yeah. knows every clip that he's ever played him when. So yeah, yeah, that started off being in a bad mood. I'd love that. <laughs> that should be a call. We should call and say, Allie, don't trigger Bean's Asperger's. He, know, he knows what clips he plays. Moving on to a discussion of Janky Town and the Cheers with Beer Mug that was live on Zoom. It was really kind of fun. And as jankiness as it would be, Beer Mug didn't show up. So people get drunk. No one's asking any questions. But I mean, it was fun for the first one. And there, I heard him talking about it and just trying to figure out what, because the, this mon- the episode that they released Monday was actually recorded before they had the Cheers with Beer Mug. So they were, Omar was talking about how he thinks he's got Zoom figured out and how he can bring somebody up. And so it was really kind of funny. And they were really excited for it. And they were, were really kind of fun. Very they're very comfortable, you know, whereas sometimes like you'll, if you call in some of the other uh, shows, you get nervous. You don't know what to say. These guys, it was just like hanging with your buddies. It was cool. They did a Valentine's episode uh, on Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were just talking about Valentine's. They were shooting on Thursday. So this is all before uh, Valentine's Day and how Omar's wife was getting a little, wanting a little bit more this Valentine's Day. And he was thinking that it was uh, being in the lockdown because she's a teacher. So she's home all day with the kids and which, you know, maybe this Valentine's day do a little bit more Omar. It's fine. (laughs) And, uh, but one of the cool things they brought back, um, was a little song. Some of you might remember. Oh yeah. It's that time of year fool (laughs) where we get romantic. Let your lady know you love her. Valentine's Day is a special day to get romantic. Go to a family restaurant, let your hyena have her own entree instead of sharing it with that puta. Maybe massage her. And if you are in the pen, you can let your cellmate go a little bit deeper. 
Rose. Oh, yeah. It is a special day, and that's dope and stuff. And make hearts on your tattoos. And when your highness starts bitching at you, do like Jesus and turn the other cheek. And maybe when she's done talking, you can have some sex and pretend that she doesn't have a football. <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> Valentine's. Chicken now, now. Valentine's. Valentine's. Oh, man. That Rudy Cisneros is just a romantic guy, isn't he? Oh, the crowd went goes wild. On to a discussion of the return of Kevin to our ear holes on the radio with Kevin and Sluggo on KLOS. Oh, I loved it. I've been in Southern California my whole life, so, you know, I've known what KLOS is. They used to be the Mark and Brian station. So back in the old days when Kevin and Bean had a, uh, like a model on, I would say, yeah, I'm not interested in that. And I'd go and listen to Mark and Brian. Yeah, but my sister told me that Kevin was coming on KLOS. And I'm like, wait, it's not April. It's not April Fool's Day. <laughs> so, no, I was very excited. So, yeah, I loved it. What did you think, Jen? <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought it was so fun. It was fun because about two days prior is when it was announced. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this, the social club just blew up, right? And But it was yeah. really kind of cool experience because even though we've listened to Kevin and Bean for years and all that fun stuff, but to be able, everybody was listening to it live and we were all interacting on yeah. Facebook. And it just made it such a, I don't know, felt connected to people again after everything we've been through and just so much fun. And then when the Santa Monica guy called in, it was just yeah. too much fun. It was just really, really, really cool. Now I tried to call in. I called in like five minutes before the show. And then I called in like four times after that. And a couple of times after that, I tried to get in. I wish I knew what Santa Monica guy does. He, he always could get in. Well, yeah, I wasn't sure too who the phone screeners are. How it's a different what you know, like I don't know. I, I've I've never called in, so it would be interesting. Um, I but I want to I want to call in and be like long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we need to figure that out how to how to and who the phone screeners are because I've heard uh, Dave and those guys talk about how they know they get familiar with people because they call in all the time. So yeah. we'll probably have to use a similar strategy. Ralph called in as Bruce uh, Endicott. And at, but this time his, uh, Kevin's therapist. And just to see yes. how he's doing, if he's drinking more and all, it was very funny. <laughs> and um, Jimmy Kimmel called in. And uh, so that was kind of fun. And Bob Saget, I believe, also called yes, in. Bob Saget, and, yeah. But who was before Ralph? Wasn't there somebody before Ralph? Or was he the first one? I think he was the first like guest or caller or anything, wasn't he? Yeah. And then yeah. the Santa Monica dude called in. And then I think it was Saget and then Kimmel. And uh just and it was really cool. People just called to welcome him. And uh obviously it was the Ke the Kevin and Bean crowd calling him for. Yeah. Um I could just see that there's somebody out there in KLOS like, who's this guy? Why is Kimmel <laughs> calling in? Like so <clears throat> Yeah. 
Well, I, I I know Kimmel made the joke about the FBI finally let you guys do a show together. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that when he first did it. And then they replayed the interview. I'm like, oh, my God, now I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping Bean would call in with a with a uh, confession to a murder. That would be so funny. That would have been awesome. I, I killed somebody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, my sister was on the Kevin and Bean Society page. And she said, too much music, not enough chat. Because <laughs> we're used yeah. to like one song and a, you know, a ton of comedy. Yeah. Well, yeah. especially if you listen to the podcast, you know, you don't get any commercials and no music. Yeah. And you just got that yeah. hour and a half, two hours of straight. And so, yeah, listening to it, there are a lot of commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, however, here's the benefit too. So my boyfriend's never been to Los Angeles. He only hears me ramble about this stuff, but he likes to listen to the radio for music. So he might start getting into it because I'll leave it on from three to seven. So it'll play music and he'll get what he likes. And then he might kind of learn a little bit more about Kevin and Bean universe, but they're playing some good music. They're playing rush and stuff that, I mean, we have this crappy station up here called the Hawk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, do you, you need to play Eagles, Hotel California? They have other songs. It's just that bad. But some of the old stuff they were playing was stuff you don't really hear on the radio yeah. at all. So um, I thought it was pretty fun. Well, the KLOS website, if you go there, they'll show you like the last songs they play. They go back, like, I don't know, a couple hours. So mm-hmm. I went there just to see what they played, like before Kevin came on. And I'm like, it's nothing that Kevin would ever play. Nothing K-Rock would ever play. So I'd be interested to see a list of what they played his first show. Would they play like two, three Foo Fighter songs? Yeah. Yeah. They played so, you know, that could go anywhere. But then like Led Zeppelin and they played Kiss. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, they played that disco Foo Fighter song. Oh, that was amazing. Wasn't that great? Awesome. That, that was very cool. I was... I was listening to it and um you know the songs come on and then I just started hearing disco and and then uh, you know my ears perked up it was it was pretty it was crazy it was fun moving on to a clip from great news with Kevin and Mike where they never fail to ruin the great news or make it a little bit dirtier than intended um Masako Martinez is 86 <laughs> those two names don't go together well that's correct yes <laughs> Um, 86 years old, was admitted to St. Elizabeth's Hospital with COVID-19 on January 22nd. Her husband, 93-year-old Frank Martinez, was admitted to the hospital as well, separately from her. She wasn't aware that he had COVID. Um, Mr. Martinez is a veteran of World War II. Jeez. And the Korean War. Dude. And the Vietnam War. Dude. All three. You know, Dennis Leary had that old joke about how only amazing rock stars die of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Joplin, the bad ones? Joplin Hendrix, dead, but you could put Motley Crue in like a, a, a room full of heroin and they'd be like, <laughs> oh, it's making greatest hits album. Like, and how come like the wife beating scumbag will go on COVID free, just fine. Korean War, World War II veteran, COVID at night. Like, come on, God, be better. So they're separately uh, in the hospital, and um, a nurse named Kim Presson 
and another nurse named Ham Hamma Schlemmer uh, made a plan. They decided that they were going to arrange a dinner night. Oh. So they both kind of have a sweet tooth. It was pretty cute. Um, he ate her pudding, and what? she drank his little mini shake. What? Um, Whoa, time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> I thought it was just like, okay, that's hysterical when he ate her pudding. No, they but really she followed it up with his little mini shake. Yes. <laughs> Look, he's 93. He can only was get a mini a shake. shake? Creamy shake? Can was you... it full of protein? He ate her pudding. Let's continue. Um, so they swapped up. One liked chocolate and one liked vanilla. Oh, yeah. Frank asked for... One liked chocolate. Right, no, one so liked they vanilla. In, sure. They brought in Big Jim Dandy. <laughs> Come in and give her the BBC. <laughs> for an extra ice cream cup, which I was what? very happy to oblige with. And then, uh, interestingly enough... Uh, Mike comments on Motley Crue, not in the most favorable way, saying that, uh, you know, all the great bands die young, but you put Motley Crue in a room with a, with a bunch of heroin and they can still keep going. K-Rock, uh, uh, K-Rock's Kevin is now working at KLOS, and he's going to be playing some Motley Crue for us probably soon. He did. He somewhere. played it, I think, both days, because I looked at the song list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Kevin had to play Motley Crue and Kiss and Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah. It was like Party Machine, but all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally, we have Edwin with the week that was 2010. I believe it's mid-February now of 2010. I can't hear. Well, there wasn't too much this week, so I just got one quick one quick clip. Uh, it was Yoko Ono's birthday. So that's not really a big deal. We remember what a great singer she is. And uh, interesting thing, they played the entire Tiger Woods press conference. This was when uh, he dropped out of sight after he had the thing with his wife. And he was in, I think, sex addiction treatment. But anyway, he had a big press conference and they played almost the whole thing. But anyway, I didn't bring any clips of that. But this was the big news. And I'm not going to play just this one clip because it's this story will go on. You'll remember this one. Okay, anyway, Ralph was very excited about a new movie coming out. I need you to help me get a role in Sharktopus. <laughs> Just announced this week, the Sci-Fi Channel, which has, has brought us, by the way, some of the great TV movies ever, including... Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus with sure. Debbie Gibson and Fernando Lamas. If that's that right. Or Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> Mikey, you, Fernando <laughs> Sam. Yeah. It'd be hard to put him in that movie. But if they would, they could. They just announced that Roger Corman, legendary B-movie king Roger Corman, will be directing Sharktopus. What happens when a shark and an octopus mate? Bad stuff, my brother. That has good things written all over it. <laughs> you got a giant shark mouth with eight arms to grab you and eat you with. Man. I want us to call Sci-Fi and get me a role in Sharktopus. Call Sci-Fi. Even if it's just being eaten. <laughs> I want. I need whatever with Al Pacino. I need to co-star with Sharktopus. <laughs> sure. Oh, I can do it. Look out, Sharktopus! I can, do, I can do that guy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Put me on the bow of a boat and in a sailor's hat. So this was where Sharktopus started. This was mm -hmm. on. The beginning of the week, so what was it, the 16th, February 16th, 2010, and we remember what happened. So anyway, by the end of the week, they announced they're going to talk to a guy, 
I think they were going to talk to the director. So next week, I'll have more about Sharktopus. But that was the start of Rob's obsession with Sharktopus. So yeah, it was kind of a short week because President's Day, but that's how Ralph's obsession with Sharktopus started. Okay. Now, did you guys ever see Sharktopus or Sharknado? I watched Sharknado. They have a Riff Tracks version where they make fun of it. I've seen that. I think I watched La Valanchula. Remember, Ralph was in that one. Yeah, so I did watch La Valanchula just to see Ralph. Coming up next week, I think they talked to the director and Ralph is trying to pitch himself to get into it. So there'll be more Shocktopus news next week. <laughs>